Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. Welcome back to Account Trends, everybody. I'm here again as your host, Jason Stein. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Dave Bergstein, Alphabet Soup. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great today. It's been a great uh, two or three days. I'm doing something a little different this week. I got invited to Intuit. They're doing, uh, cust- I'm a customer of Intuit, uh, and I'm using their new exciting product, Intuit Tax Advisor. It's not a commercial. I'm an actual customer who's used it, and they invited a number of customers in. I'm pretty excited being in the room with a couple of these people. They got some good stories to tell how they've gotten into tax advisory services. Yeah. Pretty unique, pretty interesting. And we've actually talked about cannabis, which I know you don't like to talk about, but I got real accounts talking about that. So it's exciting. It's still not legal in Florida, right? They just legalized medical okay. medicinal marijuana. You got to get the license, and uh, it's now legal. I just passed a store in Florida on the way to the airport the other day when I came down here. Oh, really? It was like three months to open, and now you can't get a spot in the parking lot. <laughs> There's, uh, I'm surprised at the amount of the stores I see up here in Washington too, because it's you know it's been legal here for a bit uh, for recreational use even. So. Uh, that's that's funny. Though. I, I, every time you talk about cannabis, I think I don't think it's legal in Florida. <laughs> We're not talking about that, like Florida CPA Society or anything like that. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it's getting here. Actually, one of the uh, attendees here has some clients, I think, in the cannabis business, who's talking about how rent is not a legal deduction that you can take if you're in that business. And he was talking about they have two different sides, and one was a. Uh, non-cannabis side of the store and the other was cannabis you know more rent on the cannabis on the non-cannabis side of the business so they can deduct the rent expense because you can't deduct it against your marijuana or your cannabis sales interesting. so it's pretty interesting but i'm looking forward to going back to pickleball in the warm weather yeah i don't know texas was like 30 degrees today what's the weather out where you are it's cold in texas actually we're sitting around the 40s 50s here it's uh fairly nice for a winter a winter day um i'll get i'll get back to the heat tonight when I go home, but uh, I met an interesting uh, fella here, which I think you have as the guest today. Yes, we Somebody have a... named Boris. We have an Intuit uh, guest a, today. A unique individual. You know, he wears these shirts. Uh, I've met him in the hall a couple of times. They're all unique. Today's shirt is, there's no crying during tax season. But uh, tell us a little bit about what we got coming up today. Yeah, we've got, our, we've got ourselves an Intuit guest here today, Mr. Boris Schmuckler. He is our product manager for the ProConnect Tax Online product, which is really timely, right? You were just talking about the, the marijuana tax laws, although I'm not going to speak to how that's handled in our ProConnect tax product. That's not what we're here for. But um, we thought it was really relevant to um, bring bring uh, this particular guest on, given the time of year we are being in the thick of tax season. So Boris, we are really happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Longtime listener, first time caller. So look forward to it. I know. I always crack up when you when you asked me, you reached out to me about uh, Casey Johnson's podcast uh, episode and the report that she had from the AICPA. And when you when you reached out to me asking for that report, I'm like, oh, Boris really is listening to the show. That's awesome. 
So we appreciate that. Um, so Boris, like, let's, let's get into things. Like, what are you seeing and hearing right now uh, as it relates to, you know, what we just talked about, everybody being in the thick of tax season? Well, um, I think just about the same theme that you hear across the industry. Uh, there are a lot more con- uh, customers seeking tax help. There's a lot less people willing to work 70 hours a week during tax season. And everybody's trying to figure out, do I scale up? Do I scale down and become more boutique? And how do I address all the changes that are taking place in our industry? And the industry changes have to do a lot with our society. I think I've been in this business for going on to my 23rd tax season now. Uh, I've seen prior to e-filing, and it's incredible to see not only customer expectations uh, from the taxpayer side, uh, not only the next generation of accountants coming into business and what they're looking for in the product, but also how our industry is evolving with technology. Well, you know, what do you see, you know, when you're crystal ball of your 23 years, what do you see is the future of tax preparation or tax automation? Or am I using the wrong word when I just say tax preparation? No, tax preparation is definitely going to be there in, in our country. It's it's a huge milestone for people to get through tax preparation. But what I see is when I started first, it used to be a very isolated part of the process, a significant but isolated part of the process. And it required a lot of tacit knowledge, a lot lot of um, external learning to apply to our strategy. And where I'm seeing the industries going is more of a holistic approach So it becomes advisory, bookkeeping, tax advisory, and so on. It's a full cycle of of maintaining your customers and helping your customers grow in this this, uh, workflow. And as a result, I also see a lot more generalists coming into our tax space. Not people necessarily who've been here, started maybe in big four and then specialized in, I'm in Texas, so specialized maybe in Texas and knows a little bit about Oklahoma and Louisiana just because it's neighboring states. What I'm seeing is as people move all over the country, you might've started with this customer who was in Texas and now they might be in Virginia, California, and somewhere else. And you need to, you rely on technology to guide you forward as as a tax practitioner so that you uh, can cascade with your level of expertise to your tax uh, taxpayers, how to navigate. Um, I think one of the comparisons I've done is uh, taxi business. Not to say that tax preparation is a taxi business, but in the past, you would always rely on your taxi driver to know every pothole, every traffic area, everything to know about getting you from destination A to destination B as quickly as possible. Well, the industry evolved substantially because with internet, with ways, with uh, with uh, cell phones now just about anyone has the same competitive advantage. And that's where I see our industry going, that it, it technology is going to be the enabling factor. No CPAs or tax professionals are never going to go away. It's never going to be just uh, as automated process. It's going to become more of a toll gate to pass through as part of the holistic year-round workflow. I, I, I agree with that as a practitioner. We're seeing more and more of our clients wanting more than just the tax preparation. I look at that as the deliverable. They're really coming to you and using that holistic word, help me be whole, help me uh, grow my wealth, help me grow my money, help me grow my business. 
across the board. So it's more than that. And it's not going from January to April 15th, you said. It's a complete cycle of the entire year. Right. So, so as you are seeing that and the use of technology, where do you see, because you're an Intuit person, where, where do you see the role of Intuit helping accountants be able to do their jobs? That's a great question. I think the way we see this and the way I've seen it as part of the my growth and development in this industry, it's becoming more about integrated workflows. Uh, so before it was a variety of isolated offerings that each accountant had to put up with. And now accountants and taxpayers are looking for a seamless integration. Uh, I love analogy. To me, it's uh, Apple ecosystem or Google ecosystem and how flawless data moves from one application to another and uh, supplementing each other in service to automating workflow. I know automation has been a big word in our industry. And I think as long as I've been in this industry, we've been looking for a way to automate things. Uh, what I do see is instead of one business necessarily owning the entire uh, workflow, now there are a lot of uh, ancillary services that provide a certain aspect of that workflow and how seamless one application can integrate with your platform. Let's say maybe maybe Intuit, maybe someone else is part of your key platform for bookkeeping and tax. And how well could the uh, ancillary uh, uh, ancillary programs integrate with the data flow to empower your automation? Yeah. And what was kind of interesting in this uh, with these other customers this week, I'm noticing a lot of them are young. I'm I'm from the old generation, but I adapt and I'm good at change. I'm seeing, like you said, I think. Three of the practitioners that I was sitting with come out of big four firms and started their own. And they're young and they're quick to say they want something that's totally in the cloud and easily, not necessarily with the same company, ecosystem to connect to it. And uh, one person sitting next to me said he just loved the entire fact that it was really in the cloud. Is every other product in the cloud and tax or is, is there a distinct difference here? So I know I wasn't supposed to talk about the product, and I'm going to try to be very product agnostic. <laughs> that being said, that right now, that's one of the bigger opportunities that I see in our uh, space. Majority of the products over the past 23 tax deadlines that I've been with are all having some sort of uh, desktop footprint, which means uh, it, 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 the, the data flow may not be as fluid as you would get when you're connecting cloud to cloud. So... Um, it was interesting as I was observing this evolution with uh, QuickBooks Online. I started with Intuit back when it was just desktop and online existed, but wasn't nearly where it is now. And what I'm seeing, at least on the accounting side, almost 90% of customers of Intuit switch from desktop to online because they're seeking those integrations and automations development in our industry. What's it, what's interesting, and then I'll let Jason chime in, but I'm talking from an accounting standpoint. What's interesting, Intuit wasn't from the Pro Connect tax, which I've tried. I'm a Lucert user right now, but I'm probably switching over. And from the QuickBooks, it's usually the people didn't want to change if they're using a legacy system uh, because the newer systems are made to be not necessarily following tax or accounting rules, but user-friendly 
and consumer friendly. And that's what makes it easier to use and easier to learn. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I think that the generation that is coming to our industry uh, is so accustomed by consumer goods of what the software, I mean, they don't care if it's a professional or personal software. They expect as they transition into professional world that the tools that are provided to them are not taking them back uh, 20 years, but actually some, some skill that will enable them to be successful in this career path for a number of years to come. Yeah, and let's dig into that some more, Boris. And, and it's okay if we get a little into product. I think it's appropriate given your your function um, at Intuit here. But can you say more about what? Like, I think that's a really important point that you just made, and you you hinted at it in the beginning too. Like this, the the talent that we're dealing with, and the the burnout, and all that stuff is like this driving factor for firms to be looking at. You know, how do I do this differently? Because this isn't sustainable, right? We all see the writing on the wall. As we continue to move forward, taxis and taxis, and it's going to get harder and harder because we've got talent leaving at, you know, with the with the boomer generation kind of coming to the the point where they're ready to retire. Um uh and then, you know, talent coming in is is what little talent that is coming in, their expectations are wildly different. And so as we think about technology's role, you know, and we think about during season, what, what should firms be thinking about uh, as, we, as we face these challenges? Well, uh, and, and internally, I see this with uh, engineers that we hire. A lot of times uh, when we hire engineers, they come in similar to accountants, and they're looking at the tech stack and they're wondering, hey, is this experience going to take me forward or is it going to kind of hold me back where in five years from now, I wouldn't be able to apply everything that I learned to my next part of the journey. And, and I see the same thing with accountants. They, there's way too much information out there. Uh, our world is becoming more and more hectic. Our industry is becoming a lot more unpredictable. When I started, Tax season started the first Monday of January and ended just clockwork April 15. Uh, now it it starts late January. So in some ways, the tax season is shorter. The tax laws uh, change throughout the tax season. So it's critical for our accountants to streamline the work where their skill is being used to the best of their capability, not entering uh, data, not uh, tracking some manual processes, but how can we create a dashboard and a workflow that empowers them to use their expertise to the best of their uh, capacity? And I actually, from what you just said, that's why I think tax advisory services is changing the game. Because it's not about January to April. It's about seeing your clients more often during the year. So let's just say this is the first year you're getting into tax advisory. When you see your client this year, you should really talk to them about, we need to spend more time during the year to do strategy, to help you reduce your tax burden. And by seeing them frequently during the year, also billing them up front if you can, and changing the name of the game, when it gets to tax season, your tax return is really done because you've done the strategy and the advisory during the year, and you've accumulated some data during the year that makes that last step and workflow easier. Yeah, the other thing I see is when it comes to technology, uh, 
you see that uh, as software is becoming smarter, as AI technology is getting there, as consumer behaviors are changing, people are looking for less of the transaction because transaction could be easily auto automated and uh, using technology solved on the side. People are, use, are looking for more of a guidance, right? Like we've seen it in the travel industry as well, where now I don't need the travel agent for me to book the airfare. What I do need is travel agents insight into when I get to South Africa, what is there I need to see uh, instead of me searching through hours and hours of community and forums and educating myself just to what, for that one trip to South Africa, I would rather have a professional who will help me save time and make sure that I get the most out of my trip. That's a cool analogy, Boris. I really like that. Um, yeah, we we have we have analogies that are often typical go-tos for for our profession, like legal and and doctors. Um, but I think that one's really insightful because it's it's exactly what we've been talking about. The, the conversation that you have during tax season, you know, is no longer, here's what this line means, and here's what this line means, and here's your refund, and okay, we'll see you next year. And firms are thinking about this now. I just talked to a woman the other day, Louise, you know Louise. Um, she just went through the process of basically referring out because she had like 600 clients, I want to say. She she took a couple hundred of them, referred them out to others uh, that wanted to, to take that work so that she could, because she had this moment, she realized this moment, you know, last tax season and over the over the summer, I can't I can't keep doing things the same way. And I have got to change my business model. And um as early as November, she she put together a subscription pricing packages for people, put them in front of them. And um, she offered, you know, she offered people to pay up front, like you suggested, David, uh, and others, you know, over over the course of the year on a monthly package. And then she had three tiers and, you know, premium, you know, middle of the road. And, you know, here's your here's your basic function. But all of them included a level of we're not going to just focus on doing your tax return and calling it a day anymore. Um, and so, you know, and navigating that conversation with them, she, you know, she explained, look, this is. This is how this is how our profession is shifting, and uh, this is the way that I can best serve you is is through this way of working together, um, and this is how I need to be compensated. And you know, she was surprised at how many of her clients were were like, "Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's let's proceed." And you know, she had a few that fell out. They were like, "Yeah, that's not for me." You know, okay, no problem. You know. But um, she's got herself so much better positioned now, and and just talking to her, you can you can almost just hear the relief in her voice, right? As she talks about having gone through this process, and now that she's a little bit on the other side of it, you know, there's still plenty of work ahead. But um, I, I'm looking forward to touching base with her again towards the end of season, and saying, "Hey, how was that for you compared to previous seasons?" Because I think I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, perspective and and I I suspect you know they'll they'll have been some challenges I'm sure there's always are with tax season and there is compliance elements to that so let's not just completely throw that out but I think she's she's going to find she's going to be sharing that she's in a lot better place so that's the, that's, that's the future uh, can uh, we speak, speak I'm going to say speaking of that future do you see a time Boris 
when no one will enter data into a tax return. I was just going to get to that. I was just going to get to that, David. And I want to ask that question a little bit different, but Boris, answer David's question too, if, if it, it feels like well, you, it's a you can, go, you can go for it, Jason. You know, you, you and I want to battle it out here once in a while, but <laughs> we'll go for you. You're the, you're the senior guy. Well, no, the problem is, is that we're always thinking the same thing. <laughs> but I was just going to get into that, Boris. Like, I'll ask the question a little bit differently and not not to overstep your your uh, question, David, at all. Um, it, it's what does automation mean exactly, right? And, and how do people take advantage of that? How is ProConnect Tax thinking about that? That's a great question. Uh, let me get my crystal ball out here real quick and see when is that, that going to happen. Um, I think I'm not sure if we're ever going to get to a point where you never enter data. Would I love to see it? Absolutely. I think our tax system at current state is so complex in terms of documents, manual documents, streamlined documents. And in some ways, IRS, I know, would love to get, IRS as well as the state agency would love to get where uh, you know accountants would be able to access that data straight from the IRS so they can have clean data that vendors like us would be able to flawlessly integrate into their product so that you never have to enter data. When are we going to get there? I, I honestly don't know because it, it, it will require such a substantial investment in our technology across multiple, pro, uh, multiple the vendors like us, the AI technology, the uh, IRS and state agencies to all come together in service to revolutionize this workflow. So that is my answer to your initial question. Uh, in terms of ProConnect, how do we see this? Um, we, we are privileged to be part of the larger Intuit ecosystem. And the way Intuit has been looking at, uh, at all of our variable uh, processes is if one team invents something or develops something, that could uh, streamline the processes across other products, then all other teams could onboard to this workflow and uh, and take advantage of this. But we have a tremendously robust AI uh, team. Uh, and this is not just, you know, over the past six months that everybody's talking AI. We've been on this journey as a company for well over five years. And uh, we have been acquiring companies that are uh, into AI. We have been developing our own skill sets for AI. So we're constantly looking for internal ways to increase accuracy for automation. Automation has been around, like I mentioned, for as long as I've been in this industry. And, and I think in some ways, uh, we had a few false starts as uh, software vendors where uh, we, we, we had a great vision, we had a great intent, but maybe the execution due to what we had in terms of technology available to us didn't provide the accuracy and confidence that accountants wanted to. And unfortunately, when, when you fool me once, uh, the second time, I might be a lot more cautious when I'm adopting to this technology. And I think that burned a lot of appetite from the accountant saying, hey, instead of me playing this Russian roulette, I can just figure out how, uh, you know, how quickly I can enter this data and not guess whether or not that's going to be there. And for that, we recognize that. And that's why we invest a lot more into technology to help us control the accuracy. And when we see that we may not be as accurate as we would like to be, we would like to upfront present this to our customers saying, hey, nine out of 10 fields scanned perfectly. This one, we're not sure. Can you help us whether or not that's correct? 
Oh yeah, that's correct. And you don't have to answer that's correct. You know, if as you accept it, that sends us notification that that was correct, which further goes into the machine learning that helps us understand, okay, next time you see that type of image, that type of data, that is, you know, at least one out of one is correct. And then as we accumulate more and more data and we're becoming more of a data mined company so that we can leverage this data to provide accuracy in our automation workplace. You know, Boris, I was just talking to Dominique Molina, who's the president of the American Institute of Certified Tax Planners. And she said something uh, that stuck with me related to what you talked about earlier. Um, you know, one of the one of the biggest jobs that accountants have had and, and tax pros even specifically for decades, if not centuries, is keep people out of jail, right? <laughs> That's the basic kind of minimum thing that we need to do. Uh, and table stakes. Right, it's table stakes. And so um, that confidence piece is, is huge because they that's sort of the the way that people are are thinking about uh, the data that they put in front of their clients. And so if that's not there, then then they're not going to have confidence that they're they're serving that first basic function. And then the rest of the stuff comes after that about adding value and everything else. Um, so I think that's a really important point. I want to dig into I think what I think what we'll do is I want to dig into the automation and I want to dig into cloud a little bit more and and talk about how how that technology applies right now during the middle of the season, you know, especially if, if there's folks out there listening that are users of our ProConnect product, uh, or even if not, though, um, talk about how how the technology has evolved uh, and play on that. But unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. <laughs> but but I, we have so much more conversation, and so um, you know we're gonna we're gonna uh, close out here, and we're gonna come back next time, and we'll have Boris back on the show. And we'll dig more into some of the concepts that that he's talking about, how Intuit's thinking about technology and AI, uh, how cloud works and, and all that good stuff. So Boris, thank you for being here today. And I look forward to our next conversation uh, where we can keep this, this going and really help people understand the these, these important elements of, of technology. Really appreciate you having me on. Look forward to future opportunities to provide insight into how our tax industry and tax software industry is looking into evolving this. Yeah, perfect. And David, we'll see you next time as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2023.